Hey folks, welcome to the House of Krauss. I'm Richard Krauss. Come on in, grab yourself some eggnog over at the bar and then come cozy up at the Christmas tree with me. I have a present for you today. You can help me unwrap it. It's an interview with Ethan Hawke. Now everybody knows Ethan Hawke. I don't really have to introduce him, but here goes. He's been nominated for four Academy Awards, both as an actor and a writer, uh, a Tony Award. Uh, he's directed feature films. He's made documentaries. He appears off-Broadway. He's a novelist. He even has a new book out now called Rules for a Night. That's a book about morality for children. This is a guy who stars in giant hit huge movies like The Purge and Training Day. And he's been in uh, critical successes like Reality Bites and Before Sunrise. He is someone who's never afraid to stretch as an artist. And that's really what this conversation is about. And I was really taken with this conversation. So he's in a movie called Born to be Blue, which will be released sometime in 2016. I'll let you know all about it when it comes out. Uh, and we'll actually play more of this interview where he talks about his character, Chet Baker, the legendary jazz trumpet player. Now, one of the points that they make in the film is that you have to have some kind of life experience. You have to get down and dirty just a little bit to be able to make great art. After I saw the movie, I thought about that a lot. I wasn't really sure if I agreed with it. It made a certain amount of sense to me. But then I thought about Mozart, who wrote symphonies when he was seven years old. I thought there's an argument that can be made that Michael Jackson is a child prodigy. So do you need to have something terrible happen, like Chet Baker did, or make terrible things happen to yourself, I guess is the point, like Chet Baker did, in order to be able to create great art. That's where this conversation started, and it went a little bit adrift from that point because we just started talking about life as an artist, but I thought it was really interesting to get Ethan Hawke's take on whether or not you have to suffer for your art. Well, my take is that there are no rules, but that um, you don't become Nelson Mandela without suffering. Do you know that that any individual that achieves great wisdom, um, if your if your goal is is art that's in service of a purpose, like Mozart can do that, and, and you know. Uh, and you can say that that's inspiration and stuff, but but there's a lot, a huge myth around Mozart. You know, is that he was just kind of divinely inspired mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And and in truth, he worked really hard. Yeah, he was obsessed with music from a very young age. And young people can be very bright, and and um, and they also can suffer immensely and have something to say. So and you can make a case to be made that Michael Jackson suffered immensely. Yeah. You know, and that's part of what drove him. Um, uh, and so I, I think the service of the artistic community is to translate our lives back to us and hopefully to, to lend some understanding and that you need to participate in life and feel life to be able to do that. Right. And so, um, but, <laughs> you know, lots of people suffer and are without a gift and a talent, it, it doesn't translate into a beautiful painting. You know? Yeah, exactly. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean yeah. You know, I got it. But so, do, you, do you think in your life that as you've gotten, you know, a, a little bit older, that, that your work has changed, that your ideas about how you work have changed? I think 
that there's a certain ethos that I believe in that has been absolutely consistent. Yeah. I, I just, one of the weird things about the movies I've done with Linkletter, whether it's the Before Trilogy or Boyhood, is they make everybody talk about time. Yeah. And you're like, you're like, you know what, I'm the same guy in Before Midnight that I was in Before Sunrise, yeah. you know? Or people say, how do you commit to a movie for 12 years? And like, because I love this kind of thing. There's no scenario in which I don't get hit by a car that I won't still love this movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's just, that I'm not going to change that much. What experience teaches you is how to better articulate what you're trying to articulate. You gain humility, hopefully, mm-hmm. life. Generally, if you pay attention... Life humbles everybody. Um, some people are so out to lunch that they just, they, they, their own eccentricities and just get fed and they just, you know, whatever. And they, then they, they get worse. But uh, I don't know. I lost my train of thought. But we, we were just sort of discussing the idea of whether or not um, age oh, has brought with man. it a different approach. I don't know. For me, I have four kids <laughs> and like, and I that'll, love that'll level things out for you right but, there. But what's cool about it is that, you know, it's a little corny, but, you know, they bring a lot of love into my life. Loving them, um, loving the things they love. Yeah. You, you, you know, they, they're different than me. And it's the same with, like, one of the things I value about my brother, for example. I have a brother who we have very different politically and very different thoughts, but... He's very smart, and he brings a whole other element into my world. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're not careful, most of us only spend... I mean, you have a great job in that you get to meet lots of different kinds of people, and you get to travel and stuff like that. But most of us only, like, once you're out of school, you just spend time with people who do the same thing you do. Yeah. And your world can get really, really small. And so I, the thing I'm trying to say is that age, for me, has brought a depth of experience you know I'm just interested in more things and more curious and uh, and I used to be really really strange about it you know, I'm turning 45 this year and I've been professionally acting for 30 years and when I was younger I was really worried that I wasn't going to get to do it and that was a big part of my identity as a young person it's just, you know even like an, oh I'm a movie would do well or something, and I, oh, no sooner would it do well than I think, is it over? Right. Will I, get that, to will I ever again? get to do it again? It's yeah. kind of like, it's how I imagine baseball players or something, professional athletes feel. You never really know when your last game is. Yeah. Like, when will this, when will I not get to do this thing that I love? I feel so sorry for athletes in that way. Like, because, you know, acting, I, I'm, I'm working on my King Lear now. Right. You, you know, I'll be able to do this till I'm of no use to people anymore. <laughs> but in the athletics, it's not that way. Yeah. Well, yeah. and one twisted ankle can be, you, you don't know, get to play when you're 25, anymore. you don't get to play anymore. Right? I know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's strange to talk to a really, you know, Michael Jordan, yeah, he's talented. He also didn't get hurt. Yeah. And a lot of that is conditioning and a lot of that is luck. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. Same idea. You Same know? idea. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You don't get to be that. And, and, you know, one of the interesting things in regards to this movie is that, you know, in the arts, self-destruction is a real enemy. And that if you can, it's my advice to young people all the time when they, you know, some hit that age or people always ask, what do you say to young actors? I say, you know, if you eliminate self-destruction, your chances of success just quadrupled. If you just get out of your own way, um, give yourself permission to have respect for yourself. 
um, and treat yourself like you would somebody you loved. You that could be really hard, though. I it's mean, really you know, hard. Uh, um, it sounds so simple. Yeah. That whole Seymour documentary I made is all about how yeah. hard that is. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about, you know, what, the joys of life are actually really simple. Yeah. We think they're going to be like, oh, I'll be happy if this, that, and the other thing. In truth, it's pretty awesome that the sun comes up, and if you stay focused on that, things go okay. Yeah, yeah. And as soon as you take your eye off that, life gets really weird and tricky. Well, I I, uh, I had cancer a couple of years ago, wow. and it's we're good now. We're knocking wood, but we're good now. But uh, <laughs> but but after that, everything was different. Yeah. And and you say the simple stuff, and honest to God, it is yeah. it is the simple stuff that matters now, and it has simplified. It has complicated my life in one way, but it has simplified my life in so many other ways, and for the better. And and it has just come to me. It's like I'm you know I'm 52. I finally realized. Less is more. Simple is better. I know. It's really hard for me in that way because I believe that, and yet I work so hard. And I'm, I'm often, one of the things that's weird about what's happened to my profession is, you know, movies pay a lot less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and independent movies, I used to be able to do, a, you, know, you know, one movie a year. Yeah. And then I could do those theater the rest of the yeah. time. I'd be fine. And now... You know, it's really difficult, and I'm trying to manage. Like, well, I don't want my life to go by like on a treadmill. I want to make sure I'm fortunate because I love what I do. Yeah. So it's like, oftentimes I I'm so excited to okay, I can play Chip Baker, but it has to fit in between this job and the other job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, anyway, I, I, that's well, too and much. It becomes scheduling. It becomes yeah, scheduling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like parenting becomes like scheduling. You forget to like actually love it. I really enjoyed talking to Ethan Hawk. I hope you enjoyed listening to it. It is my gift to you. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Christmas. Now, I don't mean to be ho-ho-horrible about all this. It's time for you to go. I've got to sweep up the pine needles, the trees shedding all over the place, and get the place ship-shaped for Christmas. I want to thank Ethan Hawk for stopping by the House of Crows, but I want to thank you for coming by most of all. I'm not sure if we'll be posting over the holidays. We might, so stop by. But in the regular year, stop by every Monday because we post a new conversation from the House of Crows every week and you never know who's going to stop by for a visit. You're the most important people because without you, there'd be no reason for me to talk to them. 